What's up, everyone? This is Real Talk with Casey and Jojo. What's up, Casey? Jojo, what's going on? What's going on? We are doing uh, season three, episode two, and today we are talking about sex, baby. Specifically. Let's talk about sex. What are we talking about specifically? So we're going to talk about hashtag no come challenge. No um, come challenge. We're going to get into some deep shit, but on a very like high level. So if you guys are interested, if you know, drop a comment, let us know, and we can get into more detail about why. But yeah, we're going to talk about basically withholding the seed, if you will, not orgasming, at least externally, but um, internally. working towards an internal orgasm for many, many reasons. So I wanted to kick off today's podcast with a little quote, because I think that this uh, sort of, I guess, just puts in a very succinct way, kind of what we're doing. It's a journey. And so this quote is, it's not about <clears throat> what we are capable, capable of today, how smart, skilled, or skinny we are, but how willing we are to work, to become, how curious, committed, and courageous we are. There is no pass-fail in the game of life, only participants and bystanders. Let's not let our judgment of ourselves keep us from playing the game of life at a high level. Becoming is better than being. So I like that last word, last sentence, right? Becoming is better than being. Explain that. So as we've learned, as Joanna and I have gone through this spiritual journey, our own personal um, sort of enlightenment journey, um, you know, we came across essentially this process. It's an alchemical process within the, within the body. It's a physiological process where you essentially raise your consciousness to uh, the pineal gland and the brain. And essentially, um, you basically, long story short, um, what's the, it's not dopamine. I just lost my train of thought. DMT? DM, no, but what's the precursor? Melatonin. melatonin. So melatonin is naturally produced in your body and essentially not melatonin is a precursor to DMT. Well, DMT is produced naturally in our bodies. Um, said that DMT production is at the highest between the hours of three and four at night when you're sleeping. So the whole purpose is, is that you can, you can reach a stage in your brain, activate the pineal gland, release this DMT, and basically have some magical experiences. So that's kind of the end-all be-all goal. So becoming is better than being. So what that means is, is that, you know, being would be in this context, you know, we all have sort of learned growing up that, you know, when you have sex, the whole purpose is to orgasm. If you're not orgasming, what's the point, right? To some degree. That's the goal. That's the goal, right? Well, that would be being, right? For us, or for most people, that, that's being. You're in a state of being. It's not challenging to do that. You know, anybody can make that happen, I guess, especially for a guy, maybe a little bit harder for a girl, um, depending on your partner. <laughs> but at the end of the day, that's being. So we're at a stage of our lives, and, and hopefully you are too, where we, we want to become something, right? And becoming, you know, it, it, it takes, takes effort. It takes um, dedication. It takes a process. It takes understanding. It takes knowledge. It takes deeper understanding um, to become rather than be, right? And, and we get that confused with being in the sense that, you know, being in the now. That's not the kind of being we're talking about. We're talking about being in your skill set, being comfortable, right? We don't want to be comfortable. We want to strive to be better. So becoming is better than being. So let's get it. Let's talk about it. Okay. I want to talk about this because that's basically it. what that is. So there's the physiological aspect, right? <clears throat> but there's, um, we could look at it as, you know, the states of consciousness um, from earth to water, to air, to fire, um, that spirit. So we're looking at um, beta, alpha, theta, 
delta gamma and it's basically the renewal of the mind and how we are at a state physically where we are at earth right this physical earth dimension um but when you go into water into meditation into that stillness into that silence within you um then you can reach a place of no thought in air um and then have a renewal of the mind with fire so by doing that through meditation and consciously you also then mirror that into a physiological like anatomy aspect of that um your anatomy goes through the same the same cycle yeah hit and hit them up with that forearm again so what's this earth no but the the brain beta beta so if you didn't explain this but explain so brain waves right right occur at different levels beta being the the fastest so well what do you mean the what well just explain brain waves and, and what that means in terms of raising your consciousness i think i just did like you're in the earth plane, meaning you're, you're active, yeah, you your mind is you active. You didn't explain. Yeah. You didn't explain it in terms of brain. Okay. So your mind is active here because you're, you're looking at the physical world, the reality. So your mind is going right. You're distracted by this physical realm. So that would be like the, the awake state, the state that we're in when we're working, when we're you know, awake during the day. Yeah. Right? And we're just constantly going. This is the state where you go into water, which means you go into meditation, you go within. And what's that brainwave beta alpha alpha. Um, so this is also truth, you know, water is truth. Um, so you find the truth when you go within, when you meditate, this is also, um, John the Baptist, right? Like baptizing you with water, basically saying, you know, I can only make you go within, but the rest is going to have to be done within you. Right. Because once you reach air, which is theta, you reach a state where you're, you have no thought you're now, uh, really crossing over to the right side where you're more on the intuitive side, the spiritual side versus the logical thinking brain. Um, so passing over to air, um, this is where you meet Christ in the air. So this is, this is really just a, um, that moment before you can reach the new mind fire, which is, um, Delta, um, you know, and then it goes into gamma, but those are the states of frequency. So you actually go through Delta, like when you're asleep, right. In the deep state yep. of sleep. Yep. Um, <clears throat> so these are just your states of consciousness, right. And here's where you want to get to, which is spirit, which is ether, which is all that is, um, yeah, so we're we're essentially at our fastest brain waves down at the bottom. We're using my correct? tattoo for this. And then we're slowing those brain waves down, getting into it into the highest state of consciousness. Right. This also kind of shows a chart of, of what happens, a wake state, and then your deep, deep, deep dreaming state, right? Until you have this whole DMT experience of <clears throat> being one with all. It's like um the Wi-Fi connection. Do, 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 and then you finally like, oh, I'm connected to all that is. So what does this have to do with sex? Well, I mean, the, the, the whole point is, is that, again, we started off with the quote, becoming is better than being. Now, there's not to get into all this, but there's many aspects of this journey, right? When we're trying to renew the mind, when we're trying to activate the pineal gland, you know, it, it doesn't, sex is just one piece of the puzzle, right? right? But we want to focus on talking about that and just talking a little bit about our, our experiences and some of the pros and cons and, and just kind of what we've been through, because we've been on this journey for what, probably a year and a half now in terms of off and on kind of messing with this. Um, so, you know, I mean, again, it, it exercise, the way you eat, the way you think, meditation, sleep, um, you know, this process, uh, the no come challenge, retaining the seed, if you will, all that goes into kind of raising that consciousness, but just speaking directly on the seed aspect. So no come challenge, why do we do that? 
Why are we doing that? What is the whole point of retaining the seed? Because physiologically, this can't happen unless there's enough oil in the lamp. Uh, so can you explain that scientifically? Please? Yeah, so let's, let's talk about that from a physiological standpoint. So we've essentially, you know, our brain, Aries, our cerebrum, um, is the essentially the it produces most of the electricity of our of our body. Now that electricity travels down our spine, but it first has to pass through the cerebellum, right? The cerebellum located right in the back of the head. Now the cerebellum is to be that's your emotional center. So all of the negative emotions, fear, um, anger, stress, stress worry. you know, essentially we, we're in that state quite a bit. Well, what happens is the, the cerebellum essentially will sort of that energy will get diluted as it passes through the cerebellum trying to make its way through the spine. So we're energetic beings, right? Our body is electrical. So the goal is, again, we first got to have to get control of the cerebellum and our emotions. Meditation helps do that. Um, but assuming that we're there, right? We, we've got the cerebellum, we've got our emotions in check, we're sort of balanced from an emotional standpoint, that energy or that electrical signal then is free to travel down the spine and sort of energize the rest of the body. Um, now, from there, um, you've got a sacral pump that basically pumps from the brain all the way down to the sacrum, and it's a loop. Typically, I think it takes 12 to 12 hours, I think, to, for that CSF, the cerebral spinal fluid, to make a complete loop from top to bottom. Well, the no-come challenge or orgasming, once you get to the bottom, you've essentially, that seed is born in the sacrum, Yes. And the goal is, is oh. to raise, raise that seed through the CSF, through the cerebral spinal fluid, back up into the brain, into the pineal gland, and then, you know, the pineal gland producing uh, melatonin, which, I mean, I guess, then gets turned into DMT, right? Melatonin is the precursor for DMT. Right, but if, DMT. You, if you secrete, wait, is that the right word? Secrete, Ejaculate. Whatever, like if, it, you, oh. if you let it out. Yeah, if you let it out. Um, it can't go back up. So there, that whole recycling right. thing doesn't happen. It right. stops. And so, so you don't get to experience the elevation part. Yeah. So just like as above, so below, right? The cerebellum blocks the electrical signal from coming down. It doesn't block the CSF from, from transferring, but it, it doesn't allow the, the body to sort of get the electrical signal that it needs to, to work the way it needs to work um, alchemically, right? So orgasming essentially is the same effect as the cerebrum down below. So when, when you orgasm, you're releasing a lot of like precious fluids, right? Fluids that your body needs and that your brain needs to sort of complete that loop on the CSF. So now's where we get into like the, the, the sex talk, right? Right, we right. Because it's, it's the sacred energy exchange. Because now we're looking at sex, not from a physical animal nature point of view, but we're looking at sex in a more spiritual, energetic type of way, which is the difficult part, right? That's yes. the part where we go, wait, what? We're so used to being in our animal nature when it comes to sex. We're so used to this goal that we have at the end of the tunnel, right? Mm -hmm. But now you just want me to feel the energy and stop when I'm at my, you know, when I'm about to, like, yeah. Yes. Yeah, that's yeah. exactly right. <laughs> that's so, how you control yourself. And so we we tried this. Um, I don't remember when. What about a year ago? I, six months look, ago. When, I you come, when you ask me times, I have no idea. I don't know what year we're on. What but month we, we're on? We went ninety days, right? That was our initial sort of um, test run with this. Yeah. And you know that initial ninety days, it, it was more about going through the motions and just checking a box every day and going, yay, I did it. I didn't, you know, it's the equivalent of not smoking or trying to quit a habit, right? right. Like you're like, yay, I did it. And it, it was more about checking a box rather than truly understanding it, truly understanding the process, yeah. you know, and we went 90 days and it was hard and it was, it was 
super difficult. It got um, easier though. Like it, it did. It did get in easier. In the middle and then towards the end, it got hard. Again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, Literally. Yeah. No pun intended on that one. Right? <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, but let's talk about, let's talk about the kind of the experience, right. And, and kind of what, what happens because, you know, we've, one of our big things is, you know, we talk about programming, right. <clears throat> in terms of sex, you know, that's the biggest programming is that we're programmed that the orgasm is the goal, right? Well, I'm challenging you to maybe think that, you know, yeah, that's awesome. And the orgasm is great, but that's keeping you in bondage, right? It's keeping you in bondage in a lot of ways. And that's kind of what we're going to talk about in a little bit more detail. So what do we mean by that? Hit them up, hit, them, hit us up with an example of bondage when we stay in bondage. So a good example, Go ahead. <laughs> a good example of bondage, right? Is that when, you know, when you're, when you're having sex with your partner and you have, you have the end all be all goal of orgasming, th that is the first sort of program is your program to think that that, the, that needs to happen. Well, when you take that out of the picture, it's going to change your world. Because again, if you're used to having sex with that end all be all goal, being you know being the goal can i say something please jump in that's like um if you didn't do it then then what right then it's like yeah how how good are you how do you know that that you, the person was satisfied how do you know that you know you completed your goal if you there is no goal right it, it's right. kind of like a perplexed type of feeling of wait there is yeah. no goal well then how do i know anything right but then that's where the energetic part comes in and the dancing begins yes yeah so like there's a there's almost like withdrawal symptoms that you go through i mean i mean I, I remember i was like irritated i'm like i don't know what to do like this is like when do we stop how do you know when to stop like it hurts are, when i stop are you happy <laughs> like are you not happy i don't want to you know it, it's just it's very frustrating and that's i think that's indicative of, of how programmed programmed we are so i mean right. that first sort of 90 day attempt was more about breaking the programming the conditioning, yeah. and the conditioning and understanding that in order for you to really become in this practice, you have to understand that your whole, your whole understanding of how you practice sex and your understanding of sex has to shift, right? It has to shift, you know, just like we, you, you mentioned the left brain and right brain, our left brain being our thinking mind, our conscious mind, right? Our right brain being our spiritual mind. You have to take sex from the left. You got it. From the left, from the from the right, from the left. God, you messed me up. I jinxed you. From the left to the right, and and it's a difficult step to make because again, when you're used to kind of getting to that point, when do you stop? Where do you right, go? Right, right. What do you do? So what do we do? What do you? Mean? Oh, are you asking me? An example. So like you know, let's talk. Like it's been more of a dance of understanding. You can kind of just tell, like when you're at that point right and then as a couple you have to be on the same, on the same page, page to yeah. know that because you know a lot of times i you know i just want to keep going but then it's like well if i know that we're on the same page of not doing that i have to stop as well if i know that he's almost there um and vice versa right we we both have to kind of feel out where we are so it's like a dance it's an 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 energetic dance, an energetic dance, um, where you can just feel where they are. And then it becomes more of a meditative type of sex, which I know sounds boring, but it's not because you can yeah. feel everything on a whole nother level. Um, and not to say that you can't go down to your animalistic nature and 
act in that way. Um, but then it's kind of like crossing over and going, okay, like, let's, let's not just finish here. Let's go back up here. So we kind of dance back and forth between, um, that meditative type of sex and then what we're used to because we're still kind of weaning off. Yeah. And I think for us, like in our own personal journey, I mean, we've, we've always been um, very compatible from a sexual standpoint, just energetically. Right. Right. So, I mean, you know, we're, and we've always, and it's been very egoic in the certain, in the sense of it's been almost animalistic throughout our entire relationship. Right. In terms of the whole time, I mean, but yeah, but I mean, it's very, like, it's very natural in that sense. Right. Right. Like passionate, I guess is is probably the the best way to put it. And, you know, passionate yeah, but they're, they're kind of one and the same because I think, I think be passionate and not animalistic. Yes, very true. True. But I think that we've, our history though, has primarily been more animalistic than, and passionate. A little bit. I think both. (laughs) I I just think we've been more on the like softer, passionate also like, like making love more than effing. Right. Like that's been a bigger play than most couples. Yeah, for sure. So, you know, when you're talking to the masses here, it's like, if it's just animalistic, then they're completely taking away the lovemaking, which is not. Correct. And we have been kind of both. Yeah. On that subject. Okay, move on. So, (laughs) so, you know, when you start this practice and, and you begin to, you know, embrace this, this challenge. And again, the, the whole purpose is to, is to get to a point of enlightenment, but the journey to that enlightenment, at least our experience has been is you have to, you have to have a renewed mind and a renewed expectation of sex and self-control, which teaches you self-control because it's not just controlling yourself, right. But because you've learned to control that, like if you can control that as in like, not like you're about to, and you stop and you breathe and you, you don't, then you can pretty much control your emotions, your thoughts, uh, everything you can control anything so it's more of like you know what oh i look at you different because you have self-control like yeah that's sexy to me now like (laughs) like you know what i'm saying like if somebody doesn't have self-control then i'm like "Mm." well and i think that like there's there's (laughs) there's a ton of ancillary benefits to this process right and that's one of them Mm -hmm. is that yeah i mean but also is yeah you look at the other person with more respect right um because they they're able to stop themselves and and you kind of do it together as a couple right? right like you know, I mean, again, if, if she, if she is reaching that point, I, as her partner have to respect that and sort of allow her to enter her own space and dial back whatever it is I'm doing and help her breathe <laughs> through yes. that process, you know, and, it, and it's, and it's incredibly bonding to do that because, you know, you're putting your trust in that person and, and I'm, I'm, I'm releasing her to do what she needs to do and encouraging her on the way. So you kind of get that, that benefit as well. Um, you got to be over here breathing, <laughs> but you know, but there, there's some other benefits as, as well to this. I mean, there's, there's definitely a strengthening, um, of the process in the sense that you do go from more of an animalistic nature in terms of, I guess you said, fucking, you know, to, because you can't do that. Right. Like, because everything becomes hypersensitive, right. You know, the longer you go and the more you withhold hypersensitive hypersensitivity kicks in, but it's cool because the natural process of that hypersensitivity is you have to slow it down, right? right? You have to breathe. So it becomes more meditative in that sense. Like you gotta really raise it. (laughs) Out of of necessity, because, you know, if you, if you go into that animalistic, like fucking state, um, you know, you, you probably aren't going to last very long and you're probably going to lose the challenge 
rather quickly. So that, you know, again, that's a, that's another ancillary benefit, but I think. Don't you they know, do this in November? The no, yeah, no, 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 challenge. Yeah. But there's, there's also uh, another, another benefit um, as well. And I just lost my train of thought. This happens to me constantly. Is it because I said no, not challenge? I think so. Because I was about to say it and now I'm lost. <laughs> sorry. I'm so sorry. So yeah. And there's a, there's a, a deeper bond, right? That comes into play. So we, we talked about this in a, in a lot of detail last week. Um, kind of in preparation for this is that, you know, anybody can go out, like if I'm infidelity, right? Infidelity is a huge problem. Oh, yeah, yeah. And you get into a situation where, you know, if you're practicing this challenge with your partner, um, infidelity becomes almost like obsolete, right? Like you, you hold your partner on such high regard that I only am doing this with my partner. And it's hard to understand until you practice it because of the aforementioned things that we described, like having to like hold it and having to breathe through it and having to have that self-control. And you're just going to go to someone else and waste it. Right. Like, like, so so in a lot of ways, like it it really makes you hyper-focused on your partner. At least it's, it's been my, that's been my experience is that, you know, you're, if you're in a situation um, where, you know, there's, there's an opportunity for infidelity, like it's just completely out of your mind, right? Like you're so into your partner because it's something that you guys share on such a deeper level. Now you can argue that, Hey, sex should be that that way anyway, but I I don't know that it is like with pornography and, and the way sex is like just shown. It's not sacred. It's not sacred. And, and that's the sacredness of this process is, is the sharing with your partner. So again, the ancillary benefit is that as you practice this with your partner, there's a deeper level of respect that happens and a deeper level of trust that occurs as you kind of go through this process. I mean, what do you think? I agree. <laughs> I agree. No, I mean, I think that it's true. It's true. But, um, you know, it's also psychological. It's, it also starts to break down your own insecurities. It, um, your insecurities start to rise because you start feeling like, you know, do they even want to have sex with me if there's not going to be an end all, right? Like you just, yeah, for sure. You, you go, well, well, what am I good for? Or whatever, you know, I don't know, just things will start. Am I enough? You know, um, would you rather go to somebody that, that, you know, isn't doing this? I don't know, just random thoughts that come up that really just touch on your insecurity. So it, it, in a way, it also helps you with healing your whole self-worth issues and then at the same time mirrors that to your partner um and you know we talked about this before in one of our our classes um but we had kind of hit that that place of well I don't know how I how good I am now because I don't know you know, it just, it just kind of flips your world around and you just don't, you're like, Oh, I don't know what to do. It's like, er, er." um, seriously. And so you're very confused. And so what we did is that we just basically got completely naked, um, and massaged each other with blindfolds and sat through the emotion of feeling these thoughts come up, the insecurity come up, the, what is she thinking? What, you know, that's what you were saying you know what it mm-hmm. what is she thinking what all these these things of oh what the lights are completely bright on and and so you're kind of in that monkey brain right until you go through it you face it you release it and it's like being naked in public yeah it's like finally like i don't know what that's like but i don't either but <laughs> you finally feel like 
Oh, you made me lose my job nah. with the naked <laughs> thing. Um, you feel like, okay, if I'm going to enjoy this, if I'm going to be in the present moment, why do I want to spend my time with all these worry thoughts or insecurity thoughts? Because then I'm not really here and now and enjoying it. So it kind of forces you to shift your, your psyche and, and release the worry and the fear and the insecurities so that you can be in the now so that you can feel everything and really just like release all of that. And so you create a deeper bond with that person and, you know, vice versa. So you just create this deeper bond yeah. of appreciation. Yeah. And, and, you know, I'd use the word animalistic, but I really, I think it's, you know, if we'd want to call it lower nature sex, for yeah. lack of a better term. So like, you know, for us as an example, like I was, I've sort of historically been like the lights, at least the light on. Cause I want to see this, like, mm-hmm. right. Like, look at this girl. Like, oh I want to see this girl. You know what I mean? You know, like, my I mom to, watches this. I don't care. I mean, like, <laughs> it's sex, bro. Like you're talking about fucking. I know, but challenge. I'm just like, saying. It, like, I don't care. It is okay. what it is. I mean, like, you know, hopefully you're attracted to your partner and you want to see them, right? Yeah. Like you want to see their body. You want to see the, you know, the intricacies of the action. How many people have the, the lights off because they don't want to be seen because they feel insecure? <clears throat> well, and that's so, you know, that, that's kind of where I'm going with this is that, you know, when, when we started this practice, you know, the lights need to be off because at least for me, because, you know, again, if you're used to doing things and, and, and having your senses, um, sort of activated if you will like if i'm in my senses yeah if i'm into my eyesight and i'm and i'm focused on seeing things (laughs) then suddenly if you turn the lights off now you're more into your energy field where am i gonna go with that i can't see nothing now it's about feeling yeah and that was a bit of an adjustment because again it's more about the energetic exchange it's more about you know the say the sacredness of it and for me specifically and I, I think for you too is that you know when you turn the lights off and you go from closing your eyes you go from not being visually stimulated it's just like you know when when people lose a sense like lose their sight or lose everything their hearing. else becomes high more right everything yeah. everything else intensifies it intensifies so your other senses senses increase and so that that's a bit of a i think an adjustment period too now yeah for the people that are doing it with the lights off already you know that what you said is a perfect example maybe you need to turn the lights on and maybe you need to you know you need to experience and see your partner for the beauty because think about it think about it we all have like issues with like oh i'm i'm getting fat or i'm like i my (laughs) cellulite is this way or whatever right but shouldn't we be in a state with our person of unconditional acceptance of one another like i should be able to just be completely you should be completely fine with being butt naked with your partner and however you're feeling be okay because they're accepting you for who you are but if you're constantly like covering turning the lights off you know we have this thing where you know with the lights you can dim them and we're like do you want the 30 year old lights or the 40 year old light (laughs) like you know you change in, in your ages and your body changes too but if you're kind of hiding that you're hiding an aspect of yourself with your partner and and that can kind of cause a momentum to build or like for it to grow where you're hiding more and more of yourself and you're not allowing your partner to raise his or her acceptance kind of level because you know you also have to be able to be like set your boundaries you also have to be able to be like okay this this is me this is who i am do you accept it if you don't do that how can they accept it right yeah no doubt and and too like when you get into when you start if if you guys start practicing this um 
you know, be patient with yourself, understand that you're going to experience some things that you've probably no, felt, never felt before. You're going to be frustrated because I'm telling you, man, like when you go from, you know, an orgasm being the end all be all of sex. And then you're like, uh, I don't know. Like, are we, are we Santos good? Bonacci um, explained it. You're, you're, we're basically indoctrinated into black tantra. And our goal is to get to white tantra. And so we are in this gray area, gray tantra area of we're trying to get to white, but we're trying to decondition ourselves from the black. So we're just kind of here, you know, on our way becoming, you know, and right. and that's hard when you're in the middle because you feel like a tug of war. You feel like, um, you know, when you're confused and you're just kind of stuck, it's that stuck, stuck feeling. It's that um, I'm in the middle of a transformation feeling. I keep thinking of the number five, like five is in the middle of transformation. And, and that's kind of where we're at, you know, just extended in a longer period of time. So um, it is a huge journey and not one that, you know, you can just flip the lights and boom, you're there. Um, it's quite a journey, but yeah. we're planting seeds of just the information, right? Knowledge is power. If you have the knowledge of understanding that we have been conditioned to be at a low state of consciousness, physiologically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, then you have to understand that you have to be the one to empower yourself to become more empowered since they took our power away and empower yourself to rise past all the conditioning and, and get to your true self self. Well said. That's how Sue's already coming in handy. I man. love it. Like, I love boom, it. Boom, I just boom, got boom. it yesterday, guys. <laughs> Girl calls me up. I'm getting a tattoo. I said, what? Because we usually go together, right? Yeah. Like, wait, hold on. You didn't, I'm not that you didn't invite me. No, I just yourself? happened to stop oh, by bullshit. to see if they were available and they were, and I did it. Yay. Yeah, but the if whole you, thing is a talking piece for real. No doubt. And if you guys, you know, if, again, if you're interested in hearing more about the sacred secretion, if you're interested in us doing talks more on um, the pineal gland and kind of what that is and how it all works, then they should go to the Curie Academy because that's yes. where we really teach all of no this. Actually, I know you're about to like give them some some stuff. No, we teach all of this already there um, at a very profound level. Like it's esoteric mysticism. Um, high level science you know what i mean like really getting it into and blending it all together finding the common denominator and understanding ourselves truly um yeah. and working with peeling those layers and we help our members do that as well because it's funny because we've, we've had this conversation um you know with different couples and it's hilarious i think the guys the girls i think are more like okay yeah yeah, yeah i can i can get with that and the guys, guys are, are like, like i don't think so <laughs> that ain't for me if man. i go a week or two it's like my head's gonna explode no uh, no, pun, no pun intended so let's let's leave them off with a take action plan right like a, a action call um Hashtag no come challenge, right? So if you've watched this and you feel like participating, um, even if it is for one day, right? Even if it's for two a days, week. a week, whatever wow. it is, please come back and comment below on this and, and let us know your journey. And if you even want, you know, just to talk about it, I do have um, a free 30 minute consultation for first timers, um, somewhere i'll put the link below um, to the academy no it's a you know my free consult call yeah. if i haven't met anybody and you know they just have like they want to talk and see like well yeah what it's where about. they are and what, what's about yeah yeah um, but, but so, i want to i want to at least leave off with this i mean you've you've got to understand that this this process like not 
the no come challenge is a process, right? Just like we talked about becoming is better than being. It's a journey. It's not something that you're going to have obstacles. You're going to get frustrated. You're going to be like, this is dumb as hell. Why am I doing this? But you have to get to the point where you understand why it, you're doing it. why you're doing it because the why is the most powerful thing. Yes. And the why is the renewal of, of the mind. The why is the strength, the self-control. It's that the you getting have. out of the matrix. Yes. And it carries over. And, and, it's, and, you know, we don't have enough time to talk about all the ins and outs of, of like the ancillary benefits to this, but there's a lot of gifts that you receive by retaining the seed. I'm going to mention from, one. Get it. Uh, manifestation. So because this is coming <clears throat> from, you know, the place of our sacral, um, the place of creation, the place where we create children, where we create worlds, um, this is our manifestation power. We Whatever we create, we kind of manifest into our reality. And therefore, if we are not releasing our creative juices, right, and we are retaining them, then we are more powerful energetically with whatever it is that we think and create, we then manifest. So this is where you get a lot of your manifestation powers um, to kind of enhance. They become more enhanced when you start practicing this and then you start seeing the fact that that works and you're like, okay, I need to continue to do more of this because then your life just becomes part of this flowing, synchronistic happy, you know, everything I want, boom, it's right there. It falls into place. How could you not want that? You know, once you want, once you see and feel and live that way, there's no looking back at the old. No doubt. Yeah. And and again, just have that set your expectations low, have, have a very growth mindset when you go into this Um, again, knowing you're going to get frustrated, knowing it's going to be very difficult, but I promise you, if you hang tight and embrace this process, um, you'll experience some new things in your relationship that you've never have before. And, you know, I joke with Joanne all the time. I'm like, yo, I don't understand you. You don't need Viagra if you're not ejaculating, right? Shit just magically works on its own all the time because it's you know, being overused and that's why it's not working. Yeah. That's a whole different conversation, <laughs> but, but yeah, I mean, it's, you know, it's, it strengthens you in, yeah. in, in many, many, many different ways Too too many ways to discuss but it, it does. And believe us on that. Again, let us know your journey. Um, yeah. If you started off, have that conversation. Or just even the thought of it. Like if you have a conversation with your partner and they're like, hell no, just comment below. And they're like, my partner ain't ready. <laughs> yeah. Which, you know, which is fine. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Hit it up. No come challenge. Um, do your best. Try your best. Withhold and yes. wait and see what happens. Let's yes. Shit. yes. We're out of here. Peace. Uh-huh.